0: step out of the Philippians series proper and just look at a few bits and pieces of that chapter we just read. It's a great chapter. How about we pray again? Great God and Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for your sovereign care for us. Uh, Thank you that you speak the Bible to us and uh, please do help us to see what's true and to trust you, the God who is at work in us. In your Son, Amen. Okay, as you're uh, you're catching on to from reading Acts, from reading Philippians, um, Paul suffered terribly in the service of Christ. Uh, It's astounding, really, to think of what he went through and what he kept going through. Uh, The uh, the extent of the opposition, uh, the extent of what happened to him. He can kind of seem superhuman as we look on, but he didn't think he was. Uh, He's he's confident that he'll stand, but he's confident uh, that he'll stand even as the biggest challenge comes to him, but not self-confident. I think it's a great passage to look at and think about, yeah, think that uh, about, as we think about ourselves and how we will face the challenges that lie ahead for us. Will we die well? That's that's where Paul was. Uh, Will you stand firm uh, when telling friends or colleagues or or, or teachers that you're one of Jesus people? Will you stand firm when it's going to come at a cost? Will you be more faithful tomorrow than you were on Thursday? What are you going to do to contribute to continuing to grow? Uh, To seeing life get better? What are you going to do to make you better? On earth are you going to make progress? I want to look at three truths uh, in uh, Philippians chapter 1. Uh, which help us uh, see how God intends us to see ourselves changing. Uh, it's different to what we usually do. I'm not looking at the whole passage, just picking up a few bits and pieces uh, to yeah, consider today, just briefly. First thing there, uh, God is doing his work God has, has begun a work and will continue it. Verse 6, I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Uh, we thought lots about this last week. Uh, so uh, when Paul looks at uh, how the people in Philippi had responded to the gospel, how they've been continuing to be shaped by the gospel, he thanks God because God has been at work. He began a good work and he's completing a good work. They responded, they partnered with him in the first days. They've been active partners at every opportunity. Uh, Verse 3, Paul tells them that he's been thanking God because what they have done has been because of what God has done in them up until now. He's confident that God who has been working will continue and complete his work. Continue and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. So his thankfulness is uh, for the past, and it's mixed in uh, with his uh, confidence for the future. He's confident that God who has begun will continue and will complete. Uh, So he's praying that God will do that in uh, verses 9, 10, 11, that God will complete what he's begun. He asks God to work more and more and more of what he has already been working. God completes his good work. And our Father answers our prayers. Uh, In the section we're looking at next week, uh, Paul talks about his situation. After years of captivity, uh, uh, he'll soon face a court which will decide whether he lives or dies. (coughs) He describes how his imprisonment has affected others, but he also describes how it affects him. Verse 20, he expects to honour Christ whether that's by life or by death. He expects to honour Christ whether what's next for him is life or death. It is easy to think of Paul as an immovable rock who's so definite and determined in his walk with God that nothing and no one could make him do anything other than honour Christ. He's been beaten and imprisoned and shipwrecked and stoned. And he's kept on keeping on. It's easy to think Paul is so definite and determined that nothing and no one can make him do anything other than honour Christ. But that's not how Paul thinks about himself. That's not why Paul is confident. In verse 19. He says why he expects to have the guts to not bend under yet another threat of death. He knows, verse 19, that through their prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for his deliverance. He won't be ashamed of Christ. He won't be ashamed of Christ and lose his salvation because God will answer their prayers. God will answer their prayers for him, and the spirit of Jesus Christ will help him and strengthen him. Paul expects the same God who began and has been continuing and will complete his good work in the Philippians to continue and to complete his good work in Paul himself. And to do it in response to his people's prayers. I think that's helpful as we uh, tackle a sin that's been clinging or as we face a situation that we wouldn't have chosen. Saying it's God's work is one thing, but living the fact that it's God's work is another. Remembering that God is at work in us. Remembering that God is at work in response to his people's prayers. That's the reality we live in. We benefit from one another's prayers because our Father hears and answers. We aren't on our own uh, when life is hard or sin seems irresistible. We can and must look to God to work in us. We can be confident that the one who who has strengthened us so far will strengthen us more. Something, I think, an insight which can help add to that confidence is the way the Holy Spirit is described in verse 19. I've already mentioned it, but that he's described as the Spirit of Jesus Christ. He is how God our Father helps. He is how Jesus is present with us. In Romans chapter 8, verses 9 and 10, Three three phrases are used to describe one reality. Uh, It talks about the Spirit of God dwelling in you, about having the Spirit of Christ, and about Christ in you. The same reality described in different ways. The Holy Spirit is how the Father helps, He is how. Jesus is present in us and with us. There's a little more to it than that that I want to point out. The spirit who dwells in Christ's people, dwelt in Christ. And I think essentially what I'm getting at is that he became the spirit of Jesus Christ by dwelling in and helping Jesus Christ to read the gospels and you keep seeing the spirits work in the Lord Jesus. The spirit was with Christ from the beginning. Uh, Christ Jesus returned from his baptism in the power of the spirit. He came as God's servant saying the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. It is through the eternal spirit that he offered himself up to God jesus christ served his father to the point of death with the help of the holy spirit and now jesus christ sits at god's right hand in heaven and he is with us by his spirit he has sent the same spirit who helped him to help his people see that's why paul who could never be confident Uh, in his own determination, that's why Paul confidently expects to continue and not crumble under yet another threat of death. He has known the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ thus far and expects the same Spirit to continue to help him out into the future. Paul expects the same Spirit who helped the suffering servant go to death that he might bear our sin. He expects the same spirit to help him serve Christ and his people in proclaiming the gospel, even if it means him going to his own death. And with the help of the Spirit of Christ Jesus, Paul did live the rest of his days in a manner worthy of the gospel. God completes his good work. Our Father answers our prayers. The spirit of Jesus Christ helps his people. Let's bring those things to verse 27. Let's bring the verse 27 where every one of us who has begun to follow Jesus is called to live the rest of our days in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. We should hear that command um, as a call to decisive determination, to tune our heads and hearts and lives. To the present and eternal realities that God shows us in his scriptures. To live in a way that's worthy of what God has revealed. But it's too much for us. We can't do it. But God can. So whether it's in uh, some area of uh, selfishness or in a specific sin or in an opportunity to serve which feels too costly or in the big picture shape of our lives and what 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 matters most in them we need to be clear our change is god's work god completes his good work our father answers our prayers for ourselves and others the spirit of jesus christ helps his people So our eager expectation can and should be progress. And our efforts are the effort of going along with what he is doing. Our efforts are the effort of going along with his work. A big part of that is prayer. Uh, The more deeply we're convinced that it is God who works in us, the more we will pray and the more we will thank him when we see that he has worked. It's not enough to, kind of, to read verse 6, to read these other verses, to hear what the Spirit, uh, being at work, and to nod our heads at the idea that God works in us. One practical implication of knowing that God works in us is to ask him to do it. Another aspect of our effort going along with his work comes out of understanding how he works. How the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps. The Spirit speaks the Bible to us. He guides us into all truth. He wields the word of God as his sword. So another aspect of our effort in going along with his work is being in the scriptures putting its words in our path, asking God to work in us as we hear the scriptures, as we read them ourselves, as we hear them read and preached. Our effort in going along with God's work includes our prayers, includes being in the scriptures. I think a third aspect is simply recognizing that it is God's work. Recognizing where He has changed us and being grateful and thankful. Recognizing Him at work as we've grown to be different. We've grown to be more like Jesus. As we face temptation and we're aware that there is a better way and the Spirit prompting us to go that way. Recognizing that in those times, in those opportunities, God is at work. We won't be complete until we stand before God who sits on the throne and the Lamb who was slain for us. There will be struggles, there will be temptations, there will be hardships and difficulties. But we don't wait in our own strength. God doesn't leave us to work it out. He is at work in us. God completes his good work. Our Father answers our prayers for ourselves and for others. The Spirit of Jesus Christ helps his people. So our eager expectation can and should be progress. And our efforts are the effort of going along with God who completes his good work. He does it in response to our prayers, and so we pray. He does it by the Spirit of Jesus Christ who lives in us, and so we rely on him to form and shape us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, please do um, grip us with the reality and goodness of your sovereign, overruling, care, for us, your children. Father, thank you that we know you as the God who begins and completes a good work. The God who hears our prayers for ourselves and for others. Father, thank you that together with your Son, you've sent forth the Spirit of Jesus Christ to help your people. Please help us to live consciously aware of of you as the God who is at work, of your spirit as the one who is working to form Christ in us. Father, please do that work. Please change us into Christ's image that more and more we would live lives worthy of the gospel of your son. That's in him we pray. Amen.